Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 6th of June. The Queen has made a surprise visit on the balcony of Buckingham Palace after a weekend of celebrations for her Platinum Jubilee. This is the moment when London, when the UK, when the Commonwealth says thank you to Her Majesty. That audio, thanks to the BBC. And after a weekend of celebrations, the 96-year-old monarch has this morning put out a statement saying she has been humbled and deeply touched, adding she remains committed to serving to the best of her ability, supported by her family. Her Majesty's appearance rounded off a huge star-studded event, including a concert where Diana Ross, rock band Queen and Rod Stewart performed in front of some 22,000 people. Prince Charles addressed the massive crowd, urging them to make as much noise as possible for his mummy, who was unable to attend the Jubilee concert. Windsor Castle is barely 20 miles away, so if we cheer loudly enough, she might, might just hear us. To today's other news now, and the Prime Minister has arrived in Jakarta for high-level talks with the Indonesian President. Anthony Albanese says it's a great opportunity to strengthen ties with the Indo-Pacific and breathe new life into Australia's relationship with its closest neighbour. This early visit uh, with a very high-level delegation uh, from Australia uh, indicates to our Indonesian friends the importance that we place on that relationship. Yeah. The trip comes amid fresh tensions between Australia and China after a dangerous incident between an Australian plane and a Chinese fighter jet above international airspace. On the 26th of May, the Chinese plane reportedly cut in front of the Australian surveillance plane above the South China Sea and then released flares and small pieces of metal, some of which hit the engine. Defence Minister Richard Miles says it was a dangerous manoeuvre that could have cost lives. That threatened the safety of both the Australian aircraft and crew. And we're not going to be deterred by this incident from conducting those activities in the future because it's fundamentally important to Australia's national interest. Back home now and some of Australia's top doctors are calling for more mask wearing as COVID and flu cases continue to skyrocket. Thousands of new infections are being recorded across the country every day with around 50 Australians dying every day with COVID. GP doctor Karen Phelps has told Channel 9 there must be a change, especially now as we're in winter. We need to encourage mask wearing wherever possible. We need to have public health education that this is a serious illness with potential long-term consequences. You can get it again and it can cause death. And severe weather warnings have been issued for large parts of New South Wales and Victoria. A cold front is sweeping through, bringing rain and strong winds, with torrential rain also falling across South Australia. Adelaide CBD has recorded its wettest day so far this year, with even more rain on the way today. Emergency services have been kept busy trying to respond to hundreds of calls for help. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales, where the state government is putting aside $4.5 billion to recruit more healthcare staff over the next four years. 
Our reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has more from Sydney. That's right, Tash. The funding commitment will be included in this month's state budget and we'll see more than 10,000 nurses, doctors and other staff recruited to hospitals and health services. More than two-thirds of workers will sign on in the first year to what some government sources are calling a health army. Unions have long been in a battle with the state government calling for better pay and conditions, sparking a number of strikes over the past year. The funding boost comes after a promise from the Premier to recruit more ambulance staff so New South Wales can have the largest paramedic workforce in Australia. And Queensland, more quarantine problems for the state government after last week's revelations that only seven of the 1,000 beds were in use at the World Camp facility. Now there seems to be a billing problem with thousands waiting months for invoices. Our reporter Amelia Oberhart has the details from Brisbane. Yes, thanks, Tash. Well, thousands of Queenslanders who forked out money for hotel quarantine are asking health authorities to look into the billing process as they face long delays. 77,000 invoices were issued at the start of last month for those who stayed in hotel quarantine and of that almost 20,000 of them have submitted requests to have the fees waived. Only 4,600 have been partially or completely approved so far and some have even reported waiting up to five months to receive their invoice for a mandatory two-week stay on the GC. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The red-hot property market continues to cool with auction clearance rates in both Sydney and Melbourne plummeting. That's right. The AFR says two in five Sydney homes failed to sell over the weekend with clearance rates down to 59%. Melbourne's clearance rate was 61%, while the national figure was 62%. In contrast, Adelaide is still doing well with a 76% clearance rate, Canberra 71% and Brisbane 65%. Sellers are eager to sell, but buyers now have the upper hand with 53% of properties sold before auction to vendors worried that buyers are waiting for bigger falls in prices as interest rates rise. And talking about interest rate rises, Peter, the Reserve Bank meets again on Tuesday, tomorrow. What are you expecting? Yeah, the RBA Governor, Dr Phil Lowe, says he prefers 0.25% rate rises, but economists think he's set to raise by 0.4% tomorrow to take the cash rate to a neat number like 0.75%. He also would be pressured by other central banks like the Kiwis and the US, where they've increased rates by a big 0.5% to ensure that inflation does not get out of control. A 0.4% rise in home loan rates would increase repayments on a home loan of $500,000 by $109 a month. And Peter, the negative news continues with the stock market expected to open up down 32 points. And you can blame great jobs figures in the US. How does that work? I know. It's crazy. On Friday, the US got its latest jobs report. And in the month of May, they created 390,000 jobs, which was higher than expected. So this has Wall Street worried that it will make the US central bank raise interest rates too high, potentially causing a recession. The fear of too many rate rises also hits big U.S. tech stocks like Amazon and Microsoft. And so our local tech stocks are likely to get dumped today. Peter, thank you. Cheers.
Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Rafael Nadal's love affair with Paris continues, winning the French Open for an astonishing 14th time. Yeah, he is just so dominant in Paris, isn't he, Tash? Good morning. Casper uh, Ruud, a first-time finalist from Norway. No match for Rafa, especially at the French Open. He won in straight sets, 6-3, 6-3-6-love, and it takes him to 22 Grand Slam singles titles. The greatest becomes even greater. On Stan Sport there, and remarkably, he actually did it while carrying a foot injury. It's not the day to talk much about the 22, no, it's a day about talking about Roland Garros, because here we are. And for me, have this trophy uh, next to me again uh, means everything. No? So I've been uh, emotional, uh, <laughs> victories without a doubt. So he's now two slams ahead of Roger and Novak Djokovic. Absolutely incredible. We love Rafa. Also today, Brett, the build-up to State of Origin continues with just two more sleeps to go, not that we're counting. <laughs> Until Game one, of course, Wednesday night in Sydney. Let's check in with the Queensland camp first, and they have one final training session on the Gold Coast this morning before they head to Sydney. Hooker Ben Hunt says their all-star spine will have a big say on how the series plays out. It's definitely important for us to play well. Um, you know, obviously, your forwards have got to play well, set the platform for you, but you know, it's up to that spine to, to really take control and um, you know, get it, get the job done. In the New South Wales camp, Ryan Madison is confident that uh, his uncertain future won't be a distraction leading into Game 1. The Eels have reportedly offered $2.5 million to keep their star back row from the Dolphins. Madison says he's not in a rush. My loyalty lies with my family and what's going to be best for me and my football going forward. But that's all parked at the moment and I'll be excited to, to narrow into that. But that's after that's after Game 3. And we can't wait for that series to get underway. Yeah, we talked about the NRL now to the AFL. What happened over the weekend? Well, last night, the Dockers reaffirmed they are a genuine contender, knocking off Brisbane by 14 points in the West. That was a week after beating the Demons for outlasting the Lions in a high-quality affair. Coach Justin Longmuir says it shows their style stacks up against the best. Last week, we got a bit of belief in the fact that if we just keep executing our footy, a window in the game will open up for us, and we need to make the most of those windows of momentum. Skipper Nat Fife likely to return against the Hawks this weekend. Collingwood won another close one, this time over the Hawks in the wet at the MCG. Reef McInnes came off with a dislocated shoulder, so he's a bit sore this morning. Will be sent for scans and just wrapping up with some boxing. Unfortunately, George Cambosis Jr. couldn't get it done against Devin Haney yesterday at Marvel Stadium. He lost the lightweight world title, but is already, Tash, talking up a rematch. Brett, thank you. Thank you, Tash. And the cast of the new Elvis movie has hit the red carpet in Sydney overnight for the premiere. Among them, lead actor Austin Butler and Tom Hanks, who plays Elvis's manager. The Hollywood superstar telling Channel 10 he's thrilled to be back in Australia. The notoriety of Sydney is, quite frankly, not just in the Hanks family, but around the world, because Sydney is where I caught COVID. <laughs> Directed by Baz Luhrmann, the entire movie was filmed in Australia and officially opens to audiences on the 23rd of June. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.